York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? It's JLS from Nick of Time Show. Here you that Knicks talk just in a nick of time. And it's time to break down this Knicks versus Golden State game. The Knicks lose to Golden State Warriors 105 to 96, led by Julius Randle's 31 points in odd timing. But um, before we can break down this game, let me introduce my guy, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G's in the building and Nick's on a four game losing streak. Bruh. Yes, sir. But I'm I'ma let my guy uh, Ryan read these stats and the facts since we lost and we can all break this down together. And hopefully it looks like you're getting blurry, Ryan. So hopefully your connection stays good for for the show. Alright, cool. <laughs> I hope so. Before I start reading the stats and the facts, is my audio clear? Audio is clear though. <laughs> alright, alright. So I'm gonna go ahead and read the stats and the facts. So the Knicks lost tonight 105-96 on Curry's record-breaking three-point night. Lord. Of course, he does it at the Garden. Yeah. But um, I'm going to go into the Knicks stats right now. So like JL has said, Julius Randle led the way. 31 points, seven rebounds, three assists. The majority of those points scored when the game was already out of hand. I don't know where this was in the first half, but that's um another topic. Mm-hmm. Um, D-Rose, 15 points. Six assists, four rebounds. Quickly, 12 points, three assists. And we had Burks, 14 points, four assists, but he had a terrible shooting night. Four 15 from the field. Two of 10 from three-point range. I don't know, my man just had a baby, so maybe he was up late last night. Right. You know, baby was crying all night, maybe, so maybe yeah. that's why he had a bad game. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> he had the Similac, Similac exactly. on, his, on his hands and no sleep, so he, I don't know what that was about, but keep going, man. <laughs> yeah, so... The Knicks got killed on the boards, 59 to 45. Mm-hmm. Of course, the Warriors passed the ball like crazy, 28 assists. The Knicks only had 18 assists. But like I said, that's another topic, the Knicks' terrible-ass offense. Yeah. But um, the Knicks shot terrible from the field, 36.1%, 38.1% from three. As you know, the Warriors are the best team um, defensive rating-wise. Mm-hmm. They lead the league in that category, so I guess there's no surprise there. And besides that, yeah, the Warriors killed the Knicks in the paint to thirty-eight to twenty-four. Right, um, fires all over the place. The interesting th- thing I want to talk about though is, um, we've talked about the best pairing for Julius Randle. We've talked about, um, who should be the starting point guard for this New York Knicks team. So as of this is the second time I think the third time this season we've seen Derrick Rose start with Julius Randle, and it seems like the, the plus minus stats say I read it. Julius Randle and Derrick Rose, as far as point guards go, is the best pairing for this New York Knicks. I'm, I think today you start to see a little bit of evidence of why that's true. Um, first quarter, Derrick Rose gives you ten points and three assists in the first quarter altogether and even though randall struggled i feel like we kind of were in the game because of derrick rose's offense and the knicks team defense was surprisingly good uh, because you know we usually don't do well playing defense um transition defense all together but today we did okay but ryan let me know what do you think about derrick rose's play today and overall and his pairing with randall yeah, I mean, throughout this whole losing streak, I think the one bright spot or one of the few bright spots for the Knicks has been Derrick Rose. When I watch the Knicks, and I've said this on numerous occasions about their offense, the Knicks' offense is terrible to watch. It's to a point now where if I'm on the opposing team and I see the Knicks on my schedule, as a defender, I'm thinking I'm going to have an easy night the way the Knicks play offense because the Knicks put no pressure on the opposing team's offense. As I said, it's a bunch of my turn, your turn type of play. But Derrick Rose is one of the few players on the Knicks where when he has the ball, he makes decisive moves. Right. And and he's actually one of the few players on the team that actually promotes ball movement because it's, it's rare you see Derrick Rose hold on to the ball. Right. So Derrick Rose usually gets the ball, he makes a move, and then depending on the move he makes, he goes to you know whoever's the best option to pass the ball to. 
So Derrick Rose is one of the few positives for the Knicks on offense, and I know this is trade season, but Derrick Rose is the one guy where, besides the young players on the squad, the Knicks have to hold on to him for their life because he's one of the few bright spots on the team when it comes to offensive play. And at this point, I'm like, start Derrick Rose at point guard. I know he's effective for the Knicks off the bench, but starting him with Julius Randle is the best option right now. I, I don't see no other option better than that. I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I know the coach really wants Alec Burks to be the starting point guard so they can have more switchable schemes. But at this point of the season, the way Julius Randle is playing, the way he's in his head, I don't think we can keep going at this pace without having Derrick Rose just to make life easier for him altogether. Because like Randall is, uh, I, I need I need to pull up the I need to pull up the KOT Instagram real quick because Randall is caught in this weird space where he doesn't know when to pass and when to shoot. He's passing when he's supposed to be shooting, and he's, and he's shooting when he's supposed to be passing. Um, and granted, like there's certain things that I like about Rarrows in that second unit that imposed to the first unit like it seems like because the second unit likes to run more it, it kind of unlocks derrick rose even more so that first unit still likes to trot sometimes and i feel like it kind of it, it kind of takes away a little bit from his effectiveness but at the end of the day derrick rose is just um shot creation is needed in that first unit to help things go in particular and i'm, I'm gonna go to my the kot instagram real quick to, just to show you a little bit of Julius Randle in his head, okay? <laughs> because this is crazy. There was one play. I know I'm playing, I'm sure you guys saw the third quarter. They're creating shots for Randle at this point because we all said, okay, you know what? Randle's the one creating shots all the time, and he, we need someone to create shots for him. Now we're getting to the point where shots are being created for him. There's nobody within 100 million feet of him. And he doesn't even look at the basket. He passes. He tries to pass it to Alec Burks in the corner, and <laughs> and ultimately Burks passes it back. And instead of taking the three, he he uh, elects to take a, a dribble up contested two at the foul line. And that's the type of thing that's been happening with Julius Randle, who's been passing when he's supposed to be shooting and shooting when he's supposed to be passing. Like I, he doesn't know his his head from his butt right now. I don't know what's happening with two. <laughs> But um, thankfully, but this is how I saw them get out of it, and this is why I feel like Derrick Rose should be starting point guard at this point. I believe Tibbs calls timeout and gets into him, right? I've said before in this program, I do believe that we should be doing pick and pop and pick and roll Julius Randle way more than we've been doing. After that timeout, that third quarter, if you rewatch that game, Rose, there was a two-man game going between Rose and Randall for like a good five-minute stretch. I feel yeah. like I'm, and I'm just like uh, anticipate. I'm just like making numbers up. I think he scored twelve points in that third quarter, and a lot of that is because Randall didn't have to think. Like he just has to react at this point. He's on the move. He's pulling up, and he's going to the basket off of Derrick Rose um, setting the ball up for him, and. We need that a lot more from the first quarter on. And it's it's a weird place to be in because we know we don't want Derrick Rose playing 30 minutes a night, right? But we, but we need to figure out how to at least get him going early. So maybe when the game starts to go on, if he's asked to create for other people, he might be more a little bit more in rhythm. And able to kind of like just feel more comfortable reading the game, taking the shots that are open and passing on the shots that he's not supposed to be taking. You know what I mean? And especially the way quickly is starting to play now. And granted, quickly, right? Because um, mm -hmm. we can look at quickly's quickly's uh, stats real quick. Quickly's been shooting horribly, really bad, right? But I do feel like. With the way quickly shooting, he's still his playmaking has taken a step up. Um, this season he's actually is is it's weird. He's reversed his skill sets. Now he's a better playmaker than he is shooter, <laughs> which is which is which is weird. And because of that, I feel like you know what, it might be time to give quickly a little bit more responsibility at the point guard spot, and Derrick Rose kind of just hold down the playmaking abilities in that first quarter, really, and. With starters with Julius Randle, um, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, Sibs, you're gonna have to make the move. I'm sorry. I know you. I know you love Burks at that starting point guard because of the defensive flexibility. But not nah, the right now. Rose has to take over that starting point guard job and then have quickly come off the bench and back him up because. And any other point guard with Randall right now is not working. I'm sorry, it's just not working. And with Randall being in his head, because the thing with Randall is that, like you said, in the second half, it's like he finally got out out of his head and he was just he was reacting. Like he was just getting the ball and making a quick move. He wasn't being hesitant and things of that nature. Because when he's hesitant, all he does is like all he does is hold the ball, and then he dribbles into bad situations because which causes him to turn over the ball. Right, and I think, and like you said, Thibs got into his ass when they called timeout, and then, and then from that time on, I think Thibs probably told him that he's thinking too much in his head. He just has to, you know, when he gets the ball, just react. And I'm, I'm hoping that Randall's performance in the second half carries over to the Rockets game. I'm, I agree. I'm with praying, you. I, I'm praying to God he does not revert back to old Randall for the start for the start of that Rockets game because the Knicks are on a slide right now, yeah. and the Knicks need a win. And the Rockets is probably the best chance the Knicks are going to win a game right now. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. And um, somebody talked about uh, Quickly's Quickly only averages. Um, <clears throat> he only his 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 assist averages aren't high right now. I get it. His assist percentage has gone up. It's, it's kind of dropped. It's kind of dropped down lately because I feel like he's been playing a lot more shooting guard than point guard as of like last week but i still feel like he's uh i feel like he's an approved improved playmaker he just has to have that point guard like when he i feel like when he's asked to play point guard and he's asked to make plays he's been able to do it more more frequently so i feel like it's time i feel like it's time at this point we have to make a decision and it's clearly it's clear to me that we cannot rely on randall to be the primary playmaker. We got Evan Fournier here. We got Kimball Walker here to be that for him. And now they're not in the rotation. So now we're gonna have we have to look within our roster to do to play that role because we're not going anywhere doing what he's doing right now, man. We're, we're gonna be stuck straight up. So like it, it's just time to grow at this point for real. Mm. All all facts. Mm hmm. Uh, shout out to everybody! Shout out to everybody who's rocking with the KOT show. I see we got two calls in the queue, but shout out to everybody rocking the show. Shout out to people in the chat. If it's hashtag new. Hit that hashtag new to let us know that you're here and you're rocking with us. Shout out to Sam Freud nine two nine, Paul Butler, Ian Goodridge, uh, Viz Shop, Fritz Alessandor, um, Zentrick, who's also AKA Joey. Everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. First caller up. Let us know what your name is, where you from, and and what do you want to talk about. Yo, 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 Jay Ellis. It's Joe from Atlantic City. How we doing? What's going on, Joey? Good to see you. Good to hear yo, you again, man. What's up, Ryan? I always forget about you, too, Ryan. What's up, Ryan? How are you, man? Hey, man. I feel rude whenever I come here. I got to acknowledge you, too, man. Um, all right, listen, guys. Uh, tonight, I want. I have a couple points, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to try to be fast and just get through them all. Okay. My first point is going to be about McBride. I love the way how he uh, sets the pace yeah. for this team. I feel like that's such an underrated thing for players, like to be able to get down the court like really fast and be able to unlock other players. Mm-hmm. Like if you notice, Kevin Knox is the kind of player that likes to sit and get the ball and then shoot. He's not the kind of player that is initially going to have the ball and then try to make the shot off the dribble. Right. So McBride, he's really good at doing that. Got to keep him, obviously, and obviously. even give him more playing time. Because Kevin Knox shooting like that with him, oh, it's, it looks good. Yeah. Um, but uh, my second point here, we're going to talk about Randall. Um, I, dude, I don't like Randall's energy, man. For me, I've always been like a competitor. I've always played baseball, basketball. I play Call of Duty competitively. And for me, it's about being a leader. And when you're a leader, you have to have an optimistic attitude. You have to be able to not lose composure and mm-hmm. be able to regain your composure and get your teammates back into the, the mental part of the game. Right. Most competitive sports and most competitive games are like 75% mental. So if you're like moping around looking at the ground and like you just don't know like what to do because you're so flustered, that is like a virus and can continue after game after game after game 
unless you as a competitor have been taught to deal with this. Right. And the only way to deal with it is to be optimistic and have basically having your teammates back because then your teammates are going to be there for you. Absolutely. We've seen it. We see it in Philly with Ben Simmons, that whole thing with him and Joel Embiid. That's basically the same thing. When you throw your teammates under the bus, you guys aren't even going to want to play with each other anymore. You know? So I don't know. Someone's got to get in Randall's ear and say, listen, man, we're here for you. Like, you know, we got to try to get him out of this funk. Because the way that he's playing right now, his energy looks terrible. Yeah, he's he's yeah. putting his head down. He's moping around. He it just doesn't look good, and it's not good for our team right now. So, um, yeah. I, I don't know, man. And yeah. that's another thing too. It's like, what is Randall's role now? Now that, like you said, we don't have Fournier and Kemba to be the ball facilitator. Are we going to have someone like Randall right now who doesn't have the mental capacity to even do that? You know what I'm saying? It's right. like we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. yeah. Now so, I, I agree yeah. with you. I agree with you on all points, man. I, like I said before on this program, and I, th- I think I actually heard somebody else say this on another program, like on television, not on like Knicks Nation. I talk a lot of this program about leadership posture, and it, you know, leader, leading is more than just being a leading scorer. It's also being like an emotional leader, and kind of like hyping your teammates up. Today it was, it was very interesting today because I feel like we were executing the game plan defensively but also when you look at randall today he you know he had dead eyes you know what i mean you know my dead eyes <laughs> <laughs> yeah man and because you know what dude jealous when you're getting the ball and you're just basically just throwing it back to the person that just gave it to you and that person that just passed you the ball is literally like getting the ball back and then just throwing it right back to you that's sending a message like Yo, wake up. Right. You know, I'm passing this ball yeah. for a reason. Shoot it. Derek Rose passed him the ball and Randall threw it right back to him and Rose threw it right back to him. Like, make a play. Yeah, you man. Know? Yeah. Like, stop stop moping around and do something. Because whenever Randall gets the ball, he's looking to pass first. And I don't know if this was a thing they talked about in coaching. Like, Randall, you need to be more of a facilitator versus a scorer. I think Randall needs to go back to – Randall needs to be attack first. Don't look to get your teammates involved. Look to attack. And when you attack the basket, then you can get your teammates involved. Because when you attack the basket first, you're going to collapse the defense. And once that defense collapses, it's going to create other opportunities. You don't just get the ball and pass it right away. You got to attack the basket first. I've I, always said that. I, I, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm not sure if that's the answer either. I just know he has to be more aggressive than what he's been. Uh, like because I do feel like a few weeks ago he was getting killed. Particularly, particularly right before we started to play the Bucks the first time, people were killing him because he was shooting the ball too much. And then they pointed to Giannis and said, see, look at Giannis. He didn't even take a shot a whole quarter, and his teammates are eating. This is what we want you to do, Randall. So, and then Randall started doing that for like a, like a two- or three-week span. And now people are saying, rightfully so, and I agree with people now. See now, Randall, you you you're being too passive. And to be honest with you, I agree both times with people. Like I still, he has a problem balancing when to pass and when to shoot. Ultimately, <laughs> so well, he, yeah, yeah. I, it's just obvious though, and it's just it's clear as day that he's lost his ability to to be an attack first player. He's looking more to just facilitate, and I don't. That's never really been his role. I feel like why. Why are we trying to make him a point guard? Like last year, we tried to take him out of that role. And we tried to have, um, what's his name, Elf on the Shelf, you know, really yeah. try to be more mm-hmm. <laughs> of a facilitator instead of just giving the ball to Randall every single possession. I you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, he, he just needs to be more of like a post-up player. I, I don't know. I, yeah. It's hard to say because at the same time, he's got no – he's got no. it looks like he's got no confidence either. He, he doesn't. He's just going through yeah. the motions. He does. Yeah, it. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And salute to you, Joey, man. Thanks for for calling Yo, and I, breaking us in. One, one more thing. Go ahead, man. Yeah. One more point before I go. Um, I know the last time I called, we were talking about the Ben Simmons trade. Mm-hmm. And if we were gonna do a Ben Simmons trade, I was thinking about it a little bit more. What do you guys think about giving up Fournier, Kemba Walker, Kevin Knox, and maybe like a late draft pick for Ben Simmons? All right, that's no. all I got, guys. I would be easy for me. What? I would be elated, but I don't. I do yeah, not expect that. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would. Man, I would drive them to the airport myself. But I. Oh, I, I, I don't see that happening, though. Yeah, I do not see that happening. If we get freaking. 
man, even if we don't use him and we put him from somebody else, I, I just don't I just don't see it happening. <laughs> like they're going to want uh more young pieces, promising young pieces than a struggling Evan Fournier who's <laughs> been been outplayed by Kevin Knox today. <laughs> yeah, which is which is crazy. Exactly. Or Kimball Walker or any of those guys. This, the value is just not right there right now. And yeah. That was part of the problem today. Listen, man. Rotations. And we got more callers up. I'm going to just talk about, before we, the next caller comes up, I'm going to talk about the rotations. Because Tibbs, man. Tibbs, Tibbs. I'm not on the fire Tibbs train like everybody else. But, Ryan, sometimes Tibbs be Tibbsing. Like, yeah, sometimes Tibbs be Tibbsing, bro. Yep. <laughs> today Tibbs was a Tibbs was a tip tip tips of today, bro. Second quarter. Grimes enters the game. Not no, Grimes. McBride. Not Grimes. I'm sorry. McBride. Bro yeah, for McBride, me. Yeah. <laughs> bro for me. McBride enters the game, right? Yeah. He goes on his NBA street mode. Uh hezzy hezzy between the leg. <laughs> Step back three. Wow wow. Does that two times in a row. Gives you mm-hmm. six points. And I'm just like, oh, McBride is cooking. His his energy is up. Like, ride this thing out. He plays six minutes and then brings Evan Fournier back into the game when he hasn't done anything that entire first quarter or parts of the second quarter. And I'm sitting here like, Tibbs, Bruh. stop stop the Tibbing already. Why would you take a man out when he's obviously feeling it? You see it in his eyes. You see it in the body language. Like, this is not the time to take McBride out. Then, third quarter hits. The Knicks are are struggling scoring. (laughs) And I'm sitting here like, all right, the defense is okay, but we need more shooting. Who's been hitting shots? Uh, McBride just hit two in a row. Shoot, Mm -hmm. Kevin Knox has been bidding better. Uh, Is it... I'm like, yo, this might be the time to sub in some shooters and get this thing rolling. But once again, Tisby Tibbin, man. Like, he doesn't make adjustments. Like, is what are you seeing? Is is, is it just me? <laughs> I'm going to point to a stat right now before I start my little soliloquy. Fournier, 28, no, 29 minutes, one of five from the field. Over four from three. Negative 13 while he was on the court. Two points. One rebound. No assist. Let's go to Kevin Knox. 20 minutes. He played eight less minutes than Fournier. Two of four from the field. Two of three from three. Nine points. What was this? This is seven rebounds. One assist. In less minutes than Fournier. McBride, 20 minutes. Three of eight from the field. Two four from three. He had eight points. Four rebounds. One assist. Knox and McBride outshine Fournier today. But yet Fournier still gets more minutes than McBride and Knox. And I get why he plays Fournier. Because this is a guy. Fournier is a big money guy. That's the guy that, that the Knicks gave, what, 17.518 mil to per year for, for four years. Mm-hmm. But there comes a time where you have to look at who is performing and give those guys precedence over the guy that is not performing and this fails to do that over and over again. Ryan, politics, F politics, let's politic ourselves, man. That's all I have to say about that. Evan Fournier should not have been playing as long as he's been playing. And it was obvious. It's, I I never thought I would say I never thought I would be like put Knox in before Evan. I never thought it. And and it, it got to a point where Tibbs was thinking the same thing because his closing music was unit was Knox and McBride. Cause at finally he was like, okay, we need some shooting out here, man. Let's try something. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, I just, he he seems just to get it in weird times and at the wrong moments to me. Like I just I don't know, man. Exactly, and and I want to go off on. I don't. I don't really want to go off on Fournier, but it's to a point now where it's like the way I see them using Fournier and the way the Knicks offense runs. I'm like, yo, they might as well just put Fournier on the training on the trading block, and see who wants Fournier because the way the Knicks play offense, Fournier is not gonna go off. Right. For the Knicks, with the way the Knicks play offense, and if they're gonna pay this guy seventeen point five, eighteen million a year, 
and run an offense that does not fit this guy's skill set, you might as well put him on the trading block and see what you can get for him and get guys in here that can actually fit within within the Knicks system, which I think the Knicks offensive system is crap anyway. So Yeah, it, it really is crap, and I completely agree with you. Especially we have Hungry Wolves over here and McBride and Grimes who can give you a little bit. It seems like they can give you a little bit more dimension at this point. They can at least give you something on the defensive end. I'm not sure what the value of Evan Fournier is at this moment. He, he has, he's, not, he's not a horrible contract, but it's not – it's, not, it's like an in-between contract. It's not horrible, but it's not super cheap either. So we kind of caught in between. So we kind of need a little bit more production to make it easier for, to move him. But if we can, I'm all for it for real. Maybe the magic went back. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, 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 we, maybe we flip him for uh, Terrence Ross. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> magic for magic. Maybe we do that. Do you believe in magic? I think I do right now. Fact. Evan Fournier for, Ter- for Terrence Ross. I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> yo, so yo, yo, salute to the chat, man. If you like the show so far, please hit that like button and subscribe button. Um, all on super chats are also help because it helps keep the lights on, keeps the phones going, and things of that nature. But shout out to everybody who else is rocking with the K Two E show. Shout out to Vibe Shop. Picks for Timmy, my real fake cousin Winston Ellis. We ser- we surveyed 100 people. Uh, the best mod in the game, Fritz Alessandor, uh, Sanfrig nine two nine, and everybody else. Everybody else who's rocking with the KOT show. And shout out to you, Eric Kang. He says, JLS, you the man. Gunshots to you, Eric Kang. All right. Next caller up. Let us know what your name is and where you're from. I believe it's JT, though. <laughs> yeah. What's good, fellas? Yeah. What's good, JT? Nice. <laughs> man, man. This one was um, we lost this game. They didn't win it. We lost it in the third quarter because Tibbs was living and dying with Evan Fournier. That man didn't produce nothing, not a French roll, not a bacon egg and cheese, not a French vanilla, nothing. nothing. Man. That man come off for nothing. Not, not a, a quart of water, nothing. Not a fry, nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> not, a, not a damn thing. But uh, <laughs> he's, uh, look, um, like I said, the only team I see actually going for Evan is a team that need like a third or fourth shooting option. And I think in order for us to get rid of him, we're going to have to take on a contract we really ain't trying to take on. That's Ugh. that's my honest opinion. Because for seventeen, yeah, for seventeen mil, ain't nobody going to just take a, a fourth or a, a fifth option. Um, as I was saying earlier, and the last caller was saying, Randall is definitely in his head. He's trying to figure it out as he goes. But like I said, like I'm going to say every time, this is what we got to go through the the growing pains because we worked. Everyone's want everyone to fire uh, fire Tibbs and trade Randall and all that stuff. We have we worked so hard last year to change the narrative of the Knicks, right. and overnight we can get right back to that same narrative. You know, same old Knicks dumpster fire everything. They fired a coach after one year, coach of the year. They fired him. I mean, they traded him, most approved play, all that kind of stuff. So that's I know I know they don't want that PR nightmare. I know everybody's saying, oh screw that, come on, man. Y'all know y'all not the suits up. Y'all not the suits in MSG. Y'all know that's not what they're trying to go for. Right. Um, I. We like you know saying it's a worldwide mess because we got I think all of our young kids all play the same tempo and I think we we would be a completely different team if all of them ran. I'm not saying we would be we may not even be a playing team, but we would be an exciting team because you yes. see the way Jericho mm-hmm. jumping out the gym. You see McBride and Grimes both they playing in these guys' jerseys and they yeah. have no and they they dogs they they have all heart. Same thing with Obi. Same thing with Quick. And and I think Rose can definitely you know mentor a lot mentor a lot of those guys like ideally in a perfect world like I was saying yesterday when we were talking about the whole Ben Simmons thing if we could find a way to get rid of and we could find a way to get rid of um like Burks no- Noel Mitch and um and Fournier those are the realists because it's like I I know everybody's I know, I'm probably quite sure the whole chat is. Um, typing Randall in all cap and all cap. But we're not kidding. <laughs> we're not like just just deal with it, yo. He's not he, he's not being traded. He's like that annoying cousin that's just staying with you for the summer. Just deal with it. He's dead. <laughs> yeah. He's dead. He's a cousin that came from Jamaica that you can't stand, Damn. but you gotta deal with it. Oh man, the blood. we just gotta learn to live with him. That's honestly it. So I don't really see Tibbs making any real aggressive 
as much as people are calling for his head, um, any aggressive lineup changes till we are officially out of the playoff picture because he's going to rely heavily on the vets and we're going to mm-hmm. see if we even make any trade moves. But I think that's when realistically I see those moves really happening. But till then, or mm-hmm. 82, like the rest of us are, hit, make sure everybody hit that like button, subscribe, thumbs up, keep doing what you're doing because, you know, these are the, this is the hard times. Everybody was yeah, on man. all, all of the um, – all of the casuals and the bandwagoners was here last year because it was the cool thing to do. But this is the real squad. Kick we rocks. Always here. We've been here when we won 17 games. Facts. You was here. You know, we're going to stay here. Facts. So like I said, if you're not really with us, then go ahead back to Jersey. we here. Exactly. We here. <laughs> I'm out. Peace. Exactly. All right, man. <laughs> Yo, gunshots to my guy, JT. Man. We're here all 82, speaking these straight facts. Randall's not really I, – I'd be very surprised if Randall goes anywhere at this point. Um but yeah. um, listen, like you said, we have time to turn things around. It's interesting. Our health and safety protocol is kicking our butts right now because if you look at our schedule after this Warrior game, Warriors game, it starts to get a lot lighter, and it would look a lot more optimistic if we had all our horses yeah. <laughs> in the stable with us because the next game is the Rockets. You know, they've been playing better for sure. But, you know, if I, I feel like if we beat a team once, we can beat them twice. That's just me. If we beat them once, yeah. we can beat them twice. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like okay, the Rocks can be had. The Celtics, the Celtics are you know they got a player back, so they starting to try to like play well again. But then we have the Pistons, the Wizards, Hawks, we, who we beat, the Thunder, the Pistons, and the Thunder. So like this, there's winnable games coming up where things can turn around, and these tears that we've been crying can you know can turn to jeers. But it's yeah. just like we just we just need to actually turn it around, get some bodies healthy, or maybe just have guys step up. Who are stepping up now or coaches step up and realize mm-hmm. when things is working and when things aren't working um quickly enough yeah, yeah and i want to just talk about you know the guys that we have on you know on um covid protocols and things of that nature at the moment mm-hmm. because i want to reference something that happened last year and i fear that this might be the case again this season if Sibs is on that same on a, is on that same wavelength, because I don't know, I don't know if you recall last season. Remember when Frank Nilakina was he had like he was he like he had a good streak going where he was getting playing time, he was playing good, and Sibs was giving him time. And then remember he got hit with the yeah health um the health protocol, and mm-hmm. he had to sit out games. And then from that time on, it was like he was just glued to the bench. Sibs didn't give him another chance after that, pretty much. Right. And yeah. I, and I fear that and I fear that this might be the same thing for Grimes. Because Grimes had a good game, that one game had a great game, and then all of a sudden he gets hit with the health and safety protocols. And then by the time he comes back, Nick, the Knicks are going to have their guys back because RJ's going to be back, right? Obi's going to be back, and pretty much this is going to have his guys again. And I and I fear that even though Grimes scored at twenty seven that game, Grimes might be relegated to the bench again, where he's only going to get like five to ten minutes a game, and Tibbs is just going to play his guys again, and. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, and I fear the same for McBride because, you know, because, I mean, clearly after t- tonight's game, McBride does deserve more of a chance. Even I've been I've been thrashing Knox the last couple of Man. seasons. And I'm, and, and I'm even thinking Knox deserves more of a chance the way he's playing right now. So I just want to see is Thibs going to Thibs, like you said, when, all he, when he gets all his guys back? Or is he going to realize that these young guys are actually making an impact? And play these guys. Right. T- is Tibbs going to Tibbs? Um, let's, let's talk about Kevin Knox, man. Let's talk about Kevin Knox. It's time. It's time. I've been, th- <laughs> like you said, we've been thrashing Kevin Knox on this program for a while. Uh, and, you know, and not and when I say thrashing, I just mean you've um, been really hard on him. Because yeah. he, he, he's, he's a guy who doesn't have a high motor. He has mental lapses in long for long stretches. For the last two games, Ryan, I've seen the man not be a liability defensively. Yeah. <laughs> Gunshots. That's something that I have not been able to say since he's been in a Nick uniform. Even like the first game he got back with the Knicks, he got his first chance. He was in there for five minutes, and I was just like, take this man out. Take this man out. I can't stand it. These last two games, he's been solid. He's been hitting threes. He's been he's been performing way better than Evan Fournier, and it's 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 interesting because it really seems like his his days with the Knicks are over. But I, man, I'm really appreciating what Kevin Knox is giving us right now. 
And of course, yeah. McBride, McBride too, with the, the the defense and the heart and the the gumption to take the butt sh- the tough shots and show no fear, man. <laughs> yeah, man. For sure. For sure. Well, salute to salute to everybody in the chat. Uh, shout out to everybody rocking with the KFD show. Shout out to my guys, Ronnie Sannon. Shout out to Joe for calling. Everybody else is rocking with the show. Next caller up. Uh, he's my, this is my guy. This is my other guy, Big Reaper. He's kind of like he almost he's like an honorary like he's like a phantom member. <laughs> Reaper be having the, the the analysis and the stats and all this other stuff. He's like a phantom member of KOT. Shout out to, to Big Reaper, man. Oh. <laughs> Thank you guys for uh, taking my call. Thanks for a nice introduction. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was a tough one. Um, honestly, in, uh, in my opinion, it felt like the, uh, the Warriors was really trying to give this game away. They yeah. wanted us to win this game. And it was just like in the fourth quarter, they were like, okay. Actually, like late in the, in the third quarter, they were like, okay, you guys don't want it, so we'll take it, you know, yeah. late in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. And so, and basically, and then someone in the chat that basically Julius Randle his 29 or 20, whatever he had was empty stats, empty stats, and I totally agree because all those threes and the engagement, it was like we were down double digits, knew we probably weren't going to win, then all of a sudden you want to be engaged. Uh, although you guys made a great point about, like, you know, the pick and roll that did help him get going, so that's probably a big part of it. Yeah. However, the fact that he's, like, the leader of this team um, is kind of crazy. You guys are actually hitting the nail on the head with him and also with Tibbs. He's the leader. He needs to show a better posture. Um, if he doesn't show a better posture, we're not going to win. The guys aren't going to play better. There's too many young guys on his team for him to be showing the, the kind of posture that he's showing and then for him to be also the leader of, this, uh, of the squad, too. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, the other thing, too, I was like, honestly, I feel like um, – I feel like our defensive rotations really, in my opinion, I didn't think it was that good. Really? We had a, it was at least four times where we had two players running at shooters. Yeah. Um, it seems like a lot of guys were confused on the rotation. Um, I guess I get it because now you're playing Knox more, and they, these guys aren't just really used to playing with each other, and so that's probably a part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, were, there was a lot of confusion with the rotations, and it, I think it was just the words were just missing shots, you know. Uh, they came in like uh, they came in like 6 a.m. this morning. Right. They had issues with their playing, so it was like, and then also with all the nervousness around um, the three-point uh, record, uh, Curry's trying to set. I, I think this was a game that they, we could have won, you know, because it was just so much going on for the Warriors. Honestly, they just wanted to break that three-point record. Yeah. And then they wanted to just coast it, mail it in, and then go out in the city and. and so I was just really, you know, I was just really disappointed by the game. Um, and the other thing is great that Knox they're letting him play more. Yeah. Um, I definitely like the they're letting him play more. And the one thing I did notice with him playing more, it's like we, it seems like we did better with rebounding. We weren't struggling with rebounding yeah. like we were. Be- um, and so the one thing I noticed the uh, last few games, uh, like I said before with Burks, Look, he was great when he was playing defense on second-string players, on second-unit players, and then it was only he was had to play for only like 15, 18 minutes. But now he's starting, and he's trying to play defense against like starters. And all that, you know, basically we thought we were going to have this defensive advantage over – he had a defensive advantage over Kemba Walker. I don't know. It's kind of – it's not that huge of an advantage, in my opinion. You know, so – but when Fournier and – um and uh, Birch were on a, on a court together, like, we're terrible rebounding because, you know, it's just because yeah. the rotations are all over the place. We get broken down because yep. of both of them. And then, like, we're trying to find a body. Somebody, Everyone is trying to find a body to box out, you know, and it just it just helped the skelter. It's just a huge mess. And so, it, it's you know, it's just one of those stuff, things that, you know, the, the front office, you know, they did a great job last year. You know, I gave them, but I believed in the moves they made this year because I thought they did a great job. But, you know, Kimball Walker, I understand because, you know, that was on the cheap contract. So you had to take, you can take that risk. Mm-hmm. But Evan Fournier, it's like, it just hasn't worked out. Uh, he's not a playmaker. Like I said before, if he, if you try to get him to handle the ball, especially now they're, they're allow, allowing players to be more physical, 
his handle is weak under pressure. That's why he can't do any. He can't make plays for anyone with this kind of defense the NBA is playing now. And so it's just, it's just you know, I don't know what they're going to do. I hope they, you know, I, I hate to say, you know, we need to trade for some players, but Should we do? I've been big on, yeah, I've been big on like, since last year I've been big on trying to get uh, Grant from, uh, from Detroit. Grant can play the three. I know, you know, you guys think, ah, he's more of a four, but he's got the length. He's got the speed to play the three. If you get Grant, if they're able to get someone like a Grant, they can slide RJ to the two, you know, and I think that'll help clean up a lot of that mess we have right now. Does Grant want to not be the man is the question. That's <laughs> that's, that's really <laughs> the question. <laughs> he's the man on a crappy team. If he comes here to the Knicks, he could be number two. When he was in Denver, he was like, they just stuck him in the corner. Right. You know, when he was in Denver. Mm-hmm. So that was an issue for him. Uh, yeah, he says he wants to be the man. But if he comes to New York where he's like maybe number two option, some of those plays that they normally run for R.J. Barrett, and R.J. Barrett can't finish at the basket. And so <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so it's like, why are we running the plays for him if he can't make playoffs? So it's, so I think they can give him some of those plays, you know. I see. Um, I see. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I feel yeah. you. All good points, Reaper. We're we going to talk about some of those before we take the next caller, all right? Thanks for calling yeah. in for sure, dog. All right. Thanks for taking my call. All right. Yo, salute to my guy, Reaper. Uh, um, Alec Burks. Let's start off with that. Um, He said he didn't feel like his, his defense was that good. I don't really blame Burks for today. Like, I feel like Curry averages, to what, 27 points a game? <laughs> Yeah, twenty seven points a game. He's like leading MVP. Today he gets twenty two, and you know has a what shoots forty two percent from the field, thirty five percent from three. I mean, it's like eight of nineteen overall. I mean, uh, I I didn't think Burks played terrible defensively. I just think I just think Burks had a terrible game offensively. Yeah, and. And, and to be honest about it, I do understand what, what, what Reaper is saying because, yeah, the Knicks rotations did break it down at times because I remember a few plays, I think, in the third quarter where Steph had the ball and they tried to double Steph and the rotations were off and right. it resulted in Draymond Green getting the ball and having an open lane to dunk the ball and things of that nature. So, yeah, Reaper's right. But to be honest about it, for the most part, I feel like the rotations were all right for the most part. Like it was only a few times that it really broke down like that. So overall, I would say that this is probably one of the Knicks' better defensive performances lately. I agree. You know what I mean? Despite the despite the few breakdowns that they did have. I agree. I feel like there wasn't that many breakdowns. I mean, there were breakdowns. It wasn't perfect, like he said when Kevin Knox is. I, I do feel like Knox. Maybe he was like a beat late in rotations. And like you said, there was a few open shots they missed, particularly in the end of the second quarter. I felt like they missed a f- Golden State missed a few open shots and also a few times in that third. But overall, um, we've been getting killed on transition defense all season. And we, I, I feel like we did a really good job in transition for like maybe like three and a half quarters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three, that fourth quarter, the last five minutes of that fourth quarter was a little different. But I feel yeah. like he kept up pretty well, especially considering the way the, the Warriors pass is always – it really considers – you really have to have multiple efforts to keep up with this team. And and I, so I feel like we did an admirable job um, rotating on defense. Now, finishing out plays, you know, a lot of times when you scramble, like Reaper said, you're out of position for rebounds. And I thought that was a lot of reasons why we missed the rebounds. And also, this is why I bigged up Kevin Knox too, because Kevin Knox seemed to rebound the ball pretty well when he was scrambling. There was a there was a big rebound he got that got us a second chance point. And I'm just like, okay, Knox battling for rebounds on the board, playing big like he's supposed to. Okay, I see you, bro. So uh, there were things to like about this game. It wasn't. I didn't expect to win this game whatsoever. So success for me was, you know. What was going to be having Quentin Grimes play and show out, but he didn't play. But surprise, surprise, McBride gets to play, plays 20 minutes and scores six points. And nice little pull-up jumper. Knox gives you some useful minutes. And the other win, and I'm hoping the coach realizes this, is that we start to use Derrick Rose more as a primary 
um, ball handler, point of attack guy, who we use him to unlock Julius Randle more, having them to have a two-man game doing pick and pop, pick and roll, and maybe that'll just kind of just free up Julius Randle offensively for the rest of the season or moving forward. That is, I'm, I'm hoping those lessons we take from this game and we start to bring it into the next game when we when it's time to play the the Rockets. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Next caller up, I see we got Ken next on the line. Ken is the editor of the KOT show and he got it. He has a new article up. So shout out to my guy Ken. Let us know which um what do you want to talk about, Ken? Yo, what what's going on, Dallas? Ryan. Hey, man. Guys, man, just uh, another uh, another tough loss. Um, like Jay say, uh, we just put out an article. Uh, it's trade season, and the team isn't doing well. And um, he said last year we also weren't doing well. Yeah. After uh, 25 games, right, we traded for Derrick Rose, and then you know uh, we took off after that. Uh, this year, I don't know if there's going to be you know that type of player we can trade for, but we definitely need to do something. Oh, and regarding um. Um, trade, as we wrote the article, uh, we can't trade Derrick Rose this year. So um, he's Good. not eligible to be traded until after March. <laughs> the Good. trade deadline is, is February 10th. Uh, we could trade Randall, but because he signed that extension, it hasn't. we have to wait six months. Uh, so we can't trade him until February. So it would be like the week right before the trade deadline comes. Mm-hmm. So I don't see them trading Julius unless the season's lost at that point. Because, like, right now, if they're going to make a trade, if a trade's going to happen, it should happen soon. Because, like you said, we're sliding. So, um, so anyway, uh, I'll let you guys read the article, find out my uh, my thoughts on what's going to happen, mm. or one, one of the scenarios. But but uh, I don't want to spoil it. But uh, anyway, I just wanted, like, I've been hearing everybody talking, and I get the frustration. But I think, yo, we got to be real. This team isn't that good. No. Randall is at best. When Randall is peak Randall, he's maybe like a, a third best player in a championship team. Right. Um, you know, RJ is really more of a, you know, a fourth option who will eventually grow into like a you know, number three or, or possibly a two. And everyone's bearing Fournier. I'm like, listen, you all love Fournier at the, at the beginning of the season. The first game of the year he came out and he looked like God. Sure did. Right? But... And and the man's got a track record in the NBA. Like he's been around for ten years, so he's not this guy running the mill. And I think you guys you guys have mentioned it. Yeah, something's going on because the team's playing. The offense is is. Listen, I don't know anything about NBA offenses to profess, but you saw tonight, right? What a good offense is. Constant yep. motion, right? This all this iso ball that we're doing, and it, and there's terrible ball movement. Everything is. Uh, and this focus on three-point shooting. Remember this year, Tips said, oh, we're going to take more three-point shots? Mm-hmm. Maybe we shouldn't. And, and especially, like I said, we're, with Randall, like, listen, Randall, you guys are absolutely right. Randall needs to get off the ball. He needs to be going downhill with the ball, using his body, or he needs to be doing more pick and rolls and then getting mismatches and, and posting guys up and using his body. But... Like you said, the three-point shots or those long twos, that should be like, you know, the fourth or fifth option in his arsenal. shouldn't be his bread and butter. But, um, but anyway, just what I wanted to say to you guys is, to me, Tibbs has a lot of blame to, uh, for what's going on because these guys are playing tense. They don't look focused. How many silly mistakes they make every game? Um, yeah. They're not right. And one thing nobody's uh, – and we just talked about the offense, but one thing no one's mentioned this year – and I don't know if it's if it's just a coincidence, but remember last year we had Mike Woodson on the staff, and I think he helped. Uh, he was kind of like a buffer between yeah. Tibbs and the players. That's a good point. And like I said, last year was different. There was you know low expectations, and everybody was motivated. And I know you and I, Jay, we went back and forth this summer because I didn't like that they extended Randall. I wanted to see Randall do it one more time, right? Because I I, I I was thinking he was on a a contract year. And like I said, I'm not, you know, I, I don't know what's going on this year. I'm not going to say that he, he's, you know, that he's reverted because I think he has gotten better. But like you mentioned, he's in his head. Yeah. And and like we said, you know, you got Kenny Payne on the staff who's kind of an old head who can the players can, you know, talk to. Uh, and then you also had um, uh, Woody 
but now it's like I don't know because like these guys are all in their heads, they're feeling the stress, and like I said, it just feels like this team's you know ready to implode. They're playing too tight, and like I said, Tibbs needs to do something offense. You got you you don't have any stars. You don't have Chicago Bulls, Derrick Rose, or Jimmy Butler on this team. You don't have Cat uh, or or Wiggins or Jimmy Butler on Minnesota where you can play, you know, more of this iso ball. You got to play yeah. more of this motion offense, kind of like the Warriors do. You got, like, that's what yeah. Evan Fournier is good in, like you all said it. Mm-hmm. That's what he, he flourishes mm-hmm. in. And you can't be relying on Randall to, to create offense. Nope. Um, and, and like I said, we don't, we don't got a stud that can you just give the ball to and can, and can just break the defense down on their own. So, so it's not, to me, last thing I want to just reiterate is, to me, a lot of it, it's on the players, but it's also on Tibbs because he's, you know, he's blaming everybody. He's benching people, trying to change rotations. But listen, you got you to gotta ride the players out because everyone's loving Grimes. Everyone's loving McBride. But listen, man, the same thing with Fournier. He came out first, game, first couple of games, he did good. But what's going to happen? They, you know, you play a couple more games. All of a sudden, expectations go up. Defense start focusing on you a little bit more, and then these these guys are just not as effective. So, yeah, because uh, I think that the Knicks, you know, they just need to be uh, the fans need to be real. This team is is a solid team, and look, this year the East is tough as hell. The East this year is better than the West. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think we're going to win some of these games that we're losing now, but but the reality is, unless we make a trade. You know, for a star, we, we're we're not going to be you know yeah nah, get better it. than a sixty. Yeah, we, and listen, Boston's doing bad, Atlanta's doing bad, but you know we're Knicks, you know we're we're Knicks fans and Knicks show, so we don't talk about that. But you know, this year's tough, man. You know those teams are supposed to be good. They're not. They're all struggling too. So and uh, so yeah. So that's the only thing I just wanted to uh, just to end the call on is I think. You know, Tibbs needs to get more creative. And um, and one thing, like I think somebody mentioned last week, a lot last show is play Randall a little when Obi gets back. Play Randall a little after three. Like go big, freaking lootly, man. Like tr- free Obi, right? damn it. That's the only chance. Free Obi. Right, Obi's, Obi's the only one who's got like true star potential. He's got the crazy athletic ability. And Randall after three, he could be a monster. Um, especially like I said, he's slimmer than he was last year, so he should be quicker. But anyway, guys, that's the only thing. I just want to get it off my chest. You guys are doing a great job. Keep up the good work and keep your heads up, man. Right. We're going to start winning some of these games. <laughs> All right. I hope so, man. Right. Suit so, so, so to my guy, Ken. Yes, sir. I the KOT show. And I kind of like, I kind of like scrolled through the, the arc a little bit. And he said, no spoilers. And then you see, you saw the top of the sp- top of the article says obi goes west so that was a little bit of a spoiler on his trade <laughs> <laughs> um. but make sure you check out the article at the nick and read all read it through our blogs from our guy can and everybody else's right and everybody else um who writes for the kot um yeah but um i just want to say uh, i just want to hop on something that ken said too because even though i think that the one of the like hot thing to do right now is to get on Fournier, but that's why I'm not as hard on Fournier as a lot of people, because even though I've, I've been discussing with Fournier's play, yeah. it's the way the Knicks play offense. That's yeah. why Fournier is not effective. I, be, I, bet you, I, bet, I bet you if you put Fournier in the Warriors offense, he's averaging 15 to 20 a game, the way the Warriors play offense. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if, if a guy is not effective with the way the Knicks play an ISO ball, and, and the fact that we don't really have a guy like, a go-to guy like a Steph Curry or Kevin Durant or somebody like that where we could just give them the ball and they could just create for other players and get their own shots. You have to play. You have to play motion. You have to move the ball around. That's the only way you're going to be effective. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The other thing is uh, Evan has to want to run too. Like, I don't know if that's part of I don't yeah. know if that's part of <laughs> Evan though. Like, I don't know if Evan likes running or not. <laughs> but it seems like it's the or not part that he likes to do. But like yeah. we definitely, we definitely need more motion in this offense for for sure. Um, because at this point, I feel like we need to do a lot more motion in general. Like I yeah. feel like we need to cut harder and we need to set better picks and we need to get a lot of the the fundamentals that we're supposed to be good at that that um <laughs> is supposed to be coaching. I feel like we need to get a lot better at those little things. And yeah, so a lot of good points. A lot of good points made by Ken. Shout out to you. Uh, 
Got a chance. 499 super chat from my guy JT Reddick says Kev actually looks like he's improving on the floor on defense and still owns the name Corner Boy Kev. Yep. <laughs> Crazy man. Yo, we can't listen, man. We cannot win games when we have <laughs> everybody but Randall. I mean Randall and Randall kind of came turned on later. Shooting horribly from the field. Like is quickly 25% from the field. Mitchell Robinson, well, 50%, but he only played. 15 minutes, 14 minutes. Evan Fournier shoots 20%. Derrick Rose shoots 38%. Alec Burke shoots 26%. Like, our whole starting five shooting was abysmal. Like, there's no... Yeah. And it's not like... And, and, and you know what? We were missing open shots, too. It wasn't... They weren't tough shots. We were missing wide open shots. Alec Burke especially, 2 for 10. A lot of those shots were just wide open. So, uh, yeah, and he, and he shot a couple of air balls too. So you already know he was off. Yeah, but you know, you it is what it is, man. Albert's been good for us for the most part. Maybe maybe it's support. Maybe he was babysitting last night. Well, he's not babysitting your own son or or daughter, but maybe he was watching <laughs> the shower last night. Maybe he was tired from running around, uh, chasing uh, Steph Curry for forty eight minutes. But yeah, we need we need more from the, all the offices and from everybody at this point. And um. Yeah, salute to the only thing I could say. I'm gonna wrap up the show. I feel like we talked about everything to death. The only thing else I would say is Mitchell Robinson, 14 minutes. He was getting torched because of the three point shooting from the, the the big man center. It finally seems like Tibbs has had enough and played Randall at the five when we have stretch fives getting hot. So I'm I'm glad he finally started to realize that. <laughs> <laughs> and he needs to keep doing that moving forward when we have these stretch fives who are lighting us up. And yeah. I think I, I talked about everybody who I feel like needed to be talked about today. Anything else to add to this, Ryan? Mm, not really. I think, yeah, like you said, I think we pretty much covered everybody that needed that needed to be covered. Exactly. Any yeah. ooh picks or bruh picks you want to you wanna talk about? You know, I do have a bruh. This bruh should have been said the previous show. Yeah, I tagged you yeah, on it, but, right? I tagged yeah, you yeah, on but, it. Yeah, but we, but we forgot to mention it. Yeah, this... Kentavious Caldwell Pope for the Washington Wizards. My guy drove baseline, (laughs) laying wide open. Oh man! He rose up for the dunk, and he got rejected. But he didn't get rejected by another player. He got rejected by the side of the backboard. Oh my god! Yeah, man, that was oh my, that was horrible. That was probably the worst. (laughs) One of the worst plays of the year. I mean, I'm trying to feel like I can find this on even on Twitter right now, so I can show you. <laughs> but Yo, man. that that, that, that got to be like Shaqton the fool of the year right there. <laughs> for real, for real, for, for real. But yeah, oh, hold on, hold on. I'm looking, guys. I'm trying to find it for you guys. If you haven't seen it, I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best. Can I find it? Can I find it? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Nope. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Videos. Let's go, videos. There we go. Here we go. Means it's time for. <laughs> Here we go. Wait a minute. Cheers and jeers. USPA. Oh, play throws it in. That's not it. That's not it. Ah, damn. Ah, I tried, guys. I tried. I tried. I can't you, you, you can probably. You, you, you can probably probably find on Instagram. Baseline. Oh, I found it. I found Had it. That look on his eye, but got denied by the corner of the backboard. Here we go. <laughs> Never seen that before. SCP going baseline. Had that look on his eye, Bruh. denied by the corner of the backboard. <laughs> Never seen that before. Oh, yeah. He probably hasn't either. Yeah, man. That's Javon McGee worthy. <laughs> For real, real. Oh, we got a we got a thirty-five dollar super chat. Hold on. Bust them shots in the air. Thirty-five dollar super chat from Big Reaper, who says, "Play Grimes or Knox more." They can totally bench Fournier because they need to maintain his trade value. 
That is... I've never heard the reverse bench Fournier to retain his trade value. That's crazy. But well, mm-hmm. I, I will say this: Kevin Knox's trade value is definitely rising. His performance, his eighteen-point performance, has um, raised some eyebrows around the league. Yeah. And uh, actually, it's been reported that guys are actually looking to look to trade for Kevin Knox. So shout out to Kevin Knox um, for you know getting that trade value up and extending your career in these NBA for sure. But I, I can't believe I'm agreeing that I want to see more Kevin Knox. I thought I think I would never see that. Yeah, season. me, me too. I, I, I thought, I thought that for a moment that when the Knicks, when this came in, and he bought all that stuff from all that stuff from Kentucky, I was like, the only reason Kevin Knox is still here is He's because he got all that from stuff Kentucky. from Kentucky. Mm. It's the Kentucky connections. But I mean, hey, I give, I give props where it's doing. Right now, Kevin Knox deserves his props. And I hope that he continues to perform. I still don't think he has a future with the Knicks. I, I feel like the Knicks are definitely looking forward to either trading him or letting him go in the offseason. But, yo, Kevin Knox is performing, and the man deserves his credit. Absolutely. Also, man, McBride, a lot of things, you know, we've been talking about shot creation. We've got Evan Fournier here for shot creation. we got Kemba Walker here for shot creation. First two buckets of the night for McBride, he created his own shot out of nothing. It seems yeah. it seems like in the G League he was doing the same thing. If you look at, I don't know if he's paying attention to the, the G League highlights of McBride, Ryan, but McBride has been a lot of his highlights have been on um, pull ups off the dribble, pull ups from three, and which is crazy because this guy came into the league and we're saying, oh yeah, he's a good mid range shooter, and <laughs> and he's a, a, a decent playmaker and he's a pit bull defender. Nah, this man. Is pulling up and grilling threes in people's eye all willy nilly in the G League. Yeah. And when it when the game gets tight, at this point, it's kind of obvious we need shot creators, whether it's creating for somebody else or creating for yourself. And I, it seems like um, this this kid might have a knack for creating for himself. And it's, yeah. it's still early because you go, know, of course, that's just the G League and this is the NBA. But it just seems promising that. The types of shots he's making are, are with people playing defense up on him. They're not standstill in the corner, catch and shoot threes. So that's a big need for this team, and that's something that we actually purposely went after. That's why we got Evan Fournier. <laughs> that's why we got Kemba Walker. So um, that plus the defense, but um, shoot, a lot of these young kids need more time. So moving Evan, yeah. even Evan Fournier. Moving Evan Fournier, the the final result, just I mean, forget that you know he has been good for us. Finding minutes to develop these kids, who seems like they can do the things that we've been asking for, might be one of the biggest reasons to move Evan Fournier. Yeah, yeah, that's all. Man, that's all I got to say. The, the show just extended for like an extra five minutes out of nowhere, but whatever. <laughs> 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 but Lucy, the shout, shout out to my guy, Nuggy Fresh in the building, who just walked in. Shout out to you. He says the next season is over. It's not over, Nuggy. It's not over. We got games coming up in the Rockets, Celtics, Pistons, Wizards, Hawks, Thunder, Pistons, and Thunder. Like, that's that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's ten games that are kind of – they're winnable, man. They're winnable games. They're, even I, even Maybe even the Wizards. The Wizards have been sliding a little bit. They're still good. But those, those games, you know – I think we could get some a lot of these games. So we can be right back in the picture by the time January hits and it's New Year's. And the, the narrative can completely change. It's just we have to build off of the things that we've learned over these past few games. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. But, yeah, man, that's our show, man. Shout out to Reaper and everybody else who's rocking who gave us the super chats. Um, my guy, Sir G, let them know where they find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I N. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. All right, all right. Also, you can find us at um, the K O T Show on Twitter. But um, I keep telling people, listen, if you want to find us, follow us anywhere. It's your first time watching this show. Follow us on the gram, son. <laughs> yes, sir. Follow us on the gram. Follow us on the gram. Follow us on the gram. We are, yes. I think we're like 9,898 followers right now. We're trying to get to that 10K. We're trying to get to that 10K, okay? 
Yep. So follow us and tell a friend to follow us. Exactly. <laughs> tell a friend to follow us. Tag Hill. Follow the follow your boys. You get that little swipe up feature. We can be popping really on Instagram and so, so definitely follow us on Instagram. And also hit us at the nickatimeshow.com where you can read the, the articles and also um buy some merch from us, including these KOT snapbacks for your head top. Alright. That is our show, guys. And as always, shut out the worldwide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, right? That is our show. We are out of here. Peace.